This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. Ooh, hey, Partnership Podcast. Hey, are you obligated to be aroused the entire time during intimacy? My wife and I uh, get into it. Let's get in to this one. We've been waiting. You know me. Mm-hmm. I like waiting for the things that work best. What do you want to talk about today, honey? Good morning. Good morning. Mm. Ooh, we talked about doing a two-parter, which I like that idea to stretch over the holiday so that this one can come out next week and then then part two can come out New Year's week so we don't have to record while we have our guests in town next mm-hmm. week. Um, so let's do that. You know, this is what we were chatting about last night and so I think we could kind of just get into the sexy times and sexual functioning and stuff, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, we were talking about misconceptions about sexual encounters between especially in the case that we were discussing because it's our bodies you know hetero cis people and how often someone will offhandedly throw out to me yeah well he just can't stay hard and how I feel like there's this myth in our society these are your clients right like this isn't people when people find out I'm a sexuality educator, they will you can only imagine the types of things I just get told. Not at Kroger, but at like a dinner. It opens up the levees for like dick and vagina talk. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've been in waiting rooms. I've been oh so many places okay. where people are like, oh, can I ask you about or God, we should come see you because my partner just can't stay hard. You know, what's interesting to me, Dr. Laurie Mintz says this, that like equal sex, egalitarian sex is prioritizing the pleasure of the clitoris, like learning about the clitoris and learning how to please a woman with a vulva and also not like shitting on the penis. And our culture does not do a good job of celebrating, I don't know, penis sizes in all varieties celebrating an erection coming and going so anyway i thought we could talk about some of this stuff let's because get i don't know dicks. you have a penis and you like to talk about it let's so. do dick talk <laughs> happy holidays everybody <laughs> happy holidays jingle bells <laughs> there's got to be so many more jokes in yeah there. go ahead babe well you and i just kind of got casually chatting about this because we've had i don't know a little bit of sex you want to talk about our sexual activity over the past week. Holy shit. This is what happens when you got when you're happy and then you got a happy partner and communication's good and then say you know if you know you've chosen a woman what they do is they ovulate. Right after the period, the menstruation, then the ovulation comes and guys. <laughs> horny. These women are horny as hell, so we've just been <laughs> Having sex. What did you say? You texted me yesterday and I read half of it where it's like, I'm ovulating and you're actually saying like, hey, I'm having like pain. Yeah, it's called middle schmertz. Middle schmertz. And I need to come home and take a bath. But I just read the ovulation part. I'm like, God bless. I don't know if I can fuck this woman anymore. (laughs) I was like, all right. I rolled my eyes. I was like, okay. (laughs) Did you really? Time to get back to work, Trey. (laughs) Yeah, because like one of my kinks is, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. yeah, being a um, service provider. Yeah, being a sexual service provider. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, clock in, get over there. But you've been doing a lot of recently. Thank you. Uh huh. 
You want to thank me for my service? Uh, thank you for your service. Morning, noon, and night, honey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've been uh, a lot of open-hearted conversation, yeah. a lot of really good food, a lot of, like, really intentional rest right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it like, all of that does correlate yeah. to, like, a wonderful sex life. That's what I was going to say, is that, yes, ovulation is a natural time for a person with a uterus to literally be like, where is a penis? Put it in me. Yeah, because we're hard. I mean, you guys are hardwired for it, right? We are hardwired to populate this Because that's how we populate it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's primal and it's delicious. And I will say that there have been months where I've been ovulating where we haven't had the breakthroughs that we've had and the open-hearted conversations that we have and hadn't started out on some ground, on, on fertile ground. But don't chink. It's good. Thank you. I'm I'm really like firing today. Yeah, this good, is amazing. Baby. Keep firing. Um. Yeah. So I I do. I'm glad you included that because I don't think I would have been. I wasn't. I wasn't as horny last month. I've ovulated mm-hmm. since like a lot of this stuff. We're going through a lot of, of stuff the too. rude awakenings began and. Yeah, my body will still crave orgasm, still crave like being filled, but yeah, not not in the way it has this month. Okay, so rounding that back, like getting back to penises. Mm-hmm. Your favorite subject. Yeah, what's going on? Like, okay, so there's a stigma that like you're supposed to be what is it? Yeah, so I mean, I want to talk to you open hardenly about this too because you obviously have been I don't know, you've owned a penis. For a long time. Yeah. And you've been with a lot of people with penises. So I want to hear the word. Wait, a lot of people with penises? What do you mean by that? What the hell does that mean? You have friends who also have penises. So I want to hear a little bit of like word on the street Mm -hmm. too. Maybe people just don't talk about this. Can you give me? Word around the campfire? Yeah. Like if I was to come up to you on the street with a microphone and say things. Okay. So I don't know. We can start with this. You and I have sex sometimes for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And... During those sexual encounters, we kind of almost like toss the ball back and forth. We play tennis of whose pleasure is being prioritized, whose genitals are being focused on, that type of jazz. In these long sexual encounters that are not like a quickie, right, or like just carnal and everybody's getting their orgasm, when we're prioritizing pleasure, not necessarily performance, do you feel comfortable talking about what happens to the erection in your body during this time? Sure. And Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. First question. Okay, like you and me, yeah, I'm I'm hard. Like 99% of the time. Is that what you're asking? In a in a longer sexual encounter. Yeah, I mean, you're there, babe. You Okay. <laughs> this is it's got interesting. Okay, um maybe I could answer and then you could Ooh, let's reframe. Okay. Yeah, like go. what do you want to talk about like what causes high levels of attraction and then what can diminish attraction, therefore diminish like an erection? Sure, sure. But let me just talk about some anatomy and physiology. I'm sorry. I walked you into a a room where you didn't know where you were. This is the anatomy and physiology room. Okay. So a little bit of like data. The average person with a penis when they're masturbating Mm -hmm. comes in two to five minutes, sometimes less, sometimes like 90 seconds. Okay. So when we think about initial sexual messaging uh, from beginning to end for people with penises, it's 
okay, like sex at last two to five minutes. Mm -hmm. The average sexual encounter (laughs) with a person with a vulva is much longer. And especially if we are prioritizing the pleasure of the person with a vulva, right? 20 to 40 minutes for arousal Mm -hmm. is very, very normal of juicy goodness to allow this woman to come to orgasm. Okay. So given that those factual like the the gap two to five minutes 20 to 40 minutes it is very normal for the state of the erection to kind of like get softer and get harder so 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 normal to go from like rock hard to softer to even flaccid if for instance somebody was giving oral sex for 10 15 20 minutes Totally normal for the erection to completely go away if they are truly serving and giving attention to the clitoris and the person with the vulva. Oh, got it. Where it's not just penetrative intercourse. Yes. It is like the the dance. It is all kinds of things. It's the dance. Yes. Even, I would say, in penetrative intercourse, when a woman is on top, for instance, and she is using circular hip motions and grinding and my favorite Betty Dodson rock and roll technique and... All of these things, when the pleasure is, her pleasure is the like focus, then also normal for the Mm -hmm. erection to fade in strength and then come back in strength. Okay. Just so, 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 so normal. So I just wanted to normalize that for a Mm -hmm. second. And it breaks my heart that so many people with penises are um, taught to, conditioned to, I don't know what the wording would be. Um, be embarrassed of like a flaccid or a soft penis and that it makes me angry that the people having sex with these people are making them feel badly about it. And I see it all over the place, all, all over the place. So yes, we will get to attraction and all these types of things because I think you're exactly right. But I would like to say that before we go to pathologizing this, saying what's wrong, We should also look at just simple anatomy and physiology, which is erections sometimes come and go within a sexual encounter. And that is totally normal and anatomically great. (laughs) And no one needs to have a rock hard erection for a two hour sexual encounter. And yeah, that's all. That that was just anatomy lesson. Yeah, being rock hard for two hours sounds um, terrifying. Painful. Correct. Painful and terrifying. And then like, I don't even think like professional sexual athletes, like, you know, our favorite porn stars. Yeah. I'm talking about the fellas. Shout out to the guys. And um no, I don't I don't even think that because like, okay, say on a on a film set they're gonna have to cut and they're gonna have to reposition. They may be fucking with lights. I've never been on a pornographic film set. I'm just assuming that's how it goes. So there's gonna be an ebb and flow like of a penis as well. Mm-hmm. And then they probably have to put themselves in like a mental space where it's like, hey, I'm here to perform. I'm here to work. So, huh. That's so interesting. That's what a client brought up recently. She said, well, my partner mentioned um, that no one gets soft in porn. No one it, gets off? Soft. Soft? Yes. So, they, they, they have an edit button. Uh-huh. So let us remind the viewers that porn, amazing experience, right? But my favorite analogy is always the Fast and the Furious movies. That how they drive in Fast and Furious Mm -hmm. should not be how we learn to drive and should not be how we drive every day. Correct. And there are edit buttons and they are professionals and we're not seeing all the training they did on the course that they're driving, right? We're not seeing when we watch mainstream porn 
the the fluffer offset who is literally there to help the person stay hard we're not seeing the edits we're not seeing so many things and it's important why are you smirking uh baby for just for our audiences if they're not familiar with fluffer can you explain that please why well i just want to give context to you know our listeners our audience members and listeners and say if you're a new listener welcome happy holidays so go ahead with a fluffer please baby. <laughs> I'm though. not laughing. I'm just. I just would love to. De- I'd love a definition from a sexuality educator on what a fluffer is. Okay. Go well, ahead. now you've made me nervous that I'm gonna. So, quick shout out to the audience. Okay. Want to know a funny thing about Lauren is that before she was a sexuality educator, she was this ignorant little homeschooler who would get teased for my lack of knowledge about sexuality. So sometimes. When I hear things like this, I'm like, oh, shit, did I say the really wrong thing? No, so as far as I know, fact check me on this in the edit, the babe. The definition of a fluffer on a porn set is someone who is responsible for um, getting this person aroused. So if it's a person with a penis, we are and they are going to be penetrating. We are working to get them hard. So we're stimulating. We're doing all of the anything that they would like that has cons- been consensually agreed and usually contractually written. Off- offset. Offset. So also, it could be, as far as I know, let's fact check it. Look down in the caption whenever you're watching this. Um, also, if you were preparing for anal sex, same type of stuff. We're stretching. We're getting the muscles ready. We are preparing the body. If you're a person with a vulva and you're going to be fisted or something, we are preparing your vulva because vaginas can open and expand. So the fluffer's job is literally to prepare for, to help the person with the body prepare for the porn that they're about to film. And that's not a... Okay, so... I always just imagined that's I've heard about fluffers. They still I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. They uh, still use fluffers? Okay, let's put it this way. I as a sexuality educator, there are many, many sexuality conferences that we can go to that mm-hmm. also have like post conference playrooms and sex dungeons and all these things that you can experiment in and explore in in very consensual ways. And when you are signing up to go to these things, you can sign up for the role of fluffer. Okay. Like, it's like you don't want to play in the scene per se. You want maybe want to watch and be there. But what you would like to do, what your service, what you truly love to do is help someone prepare for the scene. And you want to gently help them. If, for instance, you're expanding orifices, if you want to help them get hard, you would be preparing this. Why are you making this face? And now I feel so embarrassed. Uh, pardon me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I make faces. It's nothing. It's nothing you're doing. I just... I've never thought – I've watched a lot of porn, and I've never really thought about what happens behind the scenes. So this is this is me processing. Uh, yeah. Ooh, tell us in real time you're processing. No, it's just like – I am fascinated. Yeah. Well, I just like – okay, imagine like a person that answers the phones like say at a cubicle – and they have one of those things, mm-hmm. like one of those uh, mics on their thing. And then they just spin their, their chair to the right. And I don't know, they're jerking dicks and fingering. That's what I imagine. Like someone dressed in office-appropriate attire. Uh-huh. This is fascinating to me because, yeah. my love, you've been on many film sets. Yeah, but hey, and you've hey, never thought about film this? sets. I know, but you've think penis, about the crew. Penis and pants film sets. How many th- thousands? I would argue hundreds of people are off camera, 
on a film set? Tell the audience. I mean, or tell me. I yeah, mean, probably a hundred. Yeah, like on a perf- like a big boy film bil- set, like a hundred million film dollar set. film set. Trey's yeah. been on a lot of film sets. Yeah. we were actually talking about this other day. That I was I, a child actor. That I, I was a do. failed child actor. <laughs> he's done stand-in work and extra work and failed adult actor too. Um, he's, I peaked at twelve. He's done a lot of films, a lot of them, and has been on a lot of lots and in studios and stuff like that. This is fascinating to me. Eve, despite that, you have not thought about what goes on behind the scenes in porn. I mean, I imagine it's probably very similar. Okay, I just, I always thought like, hey, it's a guy's job to get himself hard before mm-hmm. a scene. It's a woman's job to make sure that she's, I never thought that there was, I've, I know the concept of a fluffer. I know we're getting way off track. No, this is I know the concept of a fluffer. I've just never really uh, like internalized it in my imagination. Yeah, no, I, I mean- I will look it up and I will talk to some like Oh, I got to look it up too and legit. probably masturbate to it. Mhm. The edit that out. The point of the story was This is disgusting. No, this is actually so helpful, hun. This is I am so glad we got on this because what do people call it? Movie magic. Right? Mhm. Why we've got to realize that there is magic being done behind the scenes in porn. Like, there just is, unless you're watching, like, Erste's, one of our favorite things, sure. right? Which I could be, but I really think that Erste's works to show you the consensual conversations that go on, the um, the ways people allow arousal to be present or not present. Mm-hmm. But in most of the porn that was accessible to most people for the longest of times, fluffers existed offset. I'm going to sneeze. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Bless you. I got a little too fluffy under my nose. Okay, great. Why? It's just one of those dick talk. It's so funny. I'm I'm highly uncomfortable. Yeah. Why? Can we can we push into this? Sure. Is that okay with you? I love making you uncomfortable when you're stuck in a chair. I think. I I am fascinated by your discomfort. Because we had, we don't often find it when you and I are talking about sexual matters. Let's just be clear. We're usually pretty comfortable talking about sexy times. Yeah. I think that what you're feeling in your body right now is what most people who talk to me about sex feel in their body is this kind of discomfort. They're like, what? No. Mm. Right? Like I'm like breaking down something that they've just always believed about sex. And they're like, no, no. And it's almost disheartening a little bit. Like, you know, like when you find out Santa's not real, Mm -hmm. that's the face you have right now a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Of like, oh, bummer. Yeah. I, I don't want to take away people's ma- – we know that I actually don't think that porn is the devil. I don't at all. I think that we harm our real-life sexual experiences when we compare our sexual experiences to those in porn. Yes. Those are sexual athletes. Right. Those people train their bodies to have sex on camera right. for money. And – they have an entire film crew and fluffers. Sometimes and probably 50 people watching them have sex, which is wild. Filming them from better angles. Correct. Right? Cut, I, reset, do this. Yeah. It's a job. That's all I'd like us to know. Cool. Do I want anyone to stop watching movies or stop watching Fast and the Furious? Hell no. It's so much fun. Like, it's so much fun. Do I want us to compare our driving in, in little town America yeah. to the drivers in Fast and the Furious? No, no. 
So you've had guys in the past say like, hey, those guys are hard. Like porn stars are hard. I've had the them entire say time. it and I've had their female partners say it. Okay. Which Stinks. is, I just need us to comprehend. Also, uh, some of the porn that we see is also sh- super short too. Or just, which is kind of what we were saying earlier. You were like, oh, I thought we were talking about just penetrative intercourse. It's another thing. If your entire sexual counter is, it's going to be a little graphic. No, I'll just say phallic-centered. If your entire sexual encounter, and we'll have some like this, which are delightful, right? Where I'm like, baby, this is for you. Like, I want you to do this, right? Like, put me in positions that feel great for you. Mm -hmm. Well, then it should be. Like, that should be delicious and wonderful. And yeah, if you get to stay hard for all of that, hooray, right? Because it's you-centered. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be sexual encounters that are like solely about either the penis or the vulva. Personal question. Like, say in our sexual times together it, when i get softer mm-hmm. what's going on in your mind me so thankful that i have education that says this isn't about me because so often where people's minds will go are is he does he not find me attractive does he not want to be here am i boring him am i taking too long am i um yeah. Do I smell? Mm-hmm. Um, is he not having fun? Is he wishing he was somewhere else? So many thoughts. And they will start to come. They will start to come. You know what I usually do instead, though? <laughs> I don't know if you do know this. Because you know we ask this, but I don't know if you know why when I'm asking it. I'll usually use our line, are you comfy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like a check-in. Like, are you happy with this position that we're in? Um, yeah. And I'll have to fight thoughts in my mind that are, you know, you should stop chasing your pleasure because, you know, he's bored. I will have to go. My mind starts to go there. It does. Full transparency. But not usually about you. Not usually critical of you. No. It's usually self-criticism. Shocker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You tell me in our sexual encounters when, you know, like... You're not as hard as we started out or something like that. Do you have, you have any self-criticism or anything? Uh, the two times I can think of it was like upset tummy. <laughs> and I was just, I was literally trying to power through so you could uh, like chase your pleasure yeah. and get your orgasm. You're and so then you sweet. could feel that. <laughs> yes. So I've just communicated with that. Um, I don't criticize myself, say, if like I'm performing oral sex on you and like yeah. I get, I, yeah, I don't worry about that at Good. all. And then I could even communicate where it's like, honey, mm-hmm. make me aroused mm-hmm. again. Uh, what else? Yeah, you've always been so good at that. And it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, I mean, you're – and also, like, you're the woman I've I've been drawn to the most in my life. Mm. Where it's like, I know that because your stink, like your B.O. is very attractive to me. <laughs> like your natural odor, like, mm. really excites me. I've been in other like sexual encounters where I'm not sure if I was like really wanted to be there um, or if hygiene wasn't on point. That's that's a huge one that can take me out of it. Okay. So yeah, Bad now let's start to transfer. Or yep, hygiene or or it's just like the, the chemistry or the energy is really not there when it's time to actually like move together that makes sense yeah let's start to transition into this okay because now let's start to move into 
So, so okay, the first scenarios that we were talking about, I think, are when you're in a healthy partnership and all other things are pointing to we are connected, this is where we want to be. Then look at anatomy and be gracious to everybody and love on your partner. And then after you've gotten an orgasm from oral sex, be like, ooh, can I return the favor? That's really sweet, right? Okay, now let's look at this type of thing because I think our bodies are really smart and that sometimes they're trying to tell us when we are not experiencing arousal with someone, they're trying to be like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, listen up. Mm-hmm. We don't really want to be here. I think sometimes they actually are saying these things and we're not listening. I have similar experiences and I'll talk about the person with the vulva's experience, but can you keep going into this? Yeah, sure. you were saying like, smell. What has? what do you think in retrospect has contributed to perhaps lack of an erection or loss of an erection in a sexual encounter. I think it was like, I didn't really want to be there, but like, hey, this is consensual. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm horny and I like having sex and it's one of those things. Yeah. Do you... Women I didn't really want to sleep with, but I chose to sleep with because they would sleep with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for being honest. Mm -hmm. I know that's not like an easy thing to just like throw out to the world. Yeah. And thanks for phrasing that it was consensual. I think many of us, Holland and I talk about this in our podcast too. Um, there's consensual sex that is meh sex. Correct. Yeah. Bad pizza. Yeah. It's still pretty good. Yeah. It's cheese and bread. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I, to the hygiene aspect, have a surprising amount of clients who wish they could talk with their partner more about their personal hygiene and how it is a big turnoff to them. And yeah, that's tricky. Do you have hygiene preferences? Yeah, let's just just go at it, baby. <laughs> Tell the world. Like when you shower? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Y'all, I, do. I am But that also I'll take often. what I can get, too. Yeah. How often do I shower? Maybe. Uh be truthful. Tell the world. You, you, Tell you the get world. after it a couple times a week, right? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But also at the same time, like, I love the way you smell. I know. I just objectively love the way you smell. But you do get you do get more a lot more oral sex when you <laughs> clean. Yes. Yeah. And I hope you know that I would never ever insist that you go down on me if I had not bathed. Okay, well that's that's hot. That's a kink of mine too. So <laughs> being forced to go down on you is a is a very is a very hot kink. Pauls. Mm. That's it's not my fave. Got you. Same, same when you've just shaven. Just yeah. When your face is becoming like that five o'clock shadow and post it gets really scratchy, like super like super sharp. And that can hurt my inner thighs, it can hurt my face. Yeah, that just hurts. What about breath? Say if my breath is kicking. Oh, God. Yeah, sorry. So it's you a do. gross turnoff. Yeah. And yeah. then you just tell me. See, like, and I want Lauren to tell me if my breath is stinky because it's one of my core things where if stinky breath is such a, like, holy shit, when you get a whiff of somebody's, like, plaque mouth, it's brutal. So yeah. I'm always hyper aware that I don't want to offend mm-hmm. anybody with my hygiene. Yeah, that's, like, super important to me. Mm-hmm. So I always want Lauren to, like, instead of, like, sacrifice through, if I got stink breath, tell me, and I'll go brush my teeth. Not a big deal. Baby, is there anything I've ever done that you feel from an emotional, relational perspective has contributed to lack of arousal? Like a soft peen? Yeah. 
That's a, and that is only one piece of arousal. Oh, but like, a, like a hurt? Like an yeah. ouch? I, I'm sure there has. There's nothing I can think of offhand, but I'm sure something's been like, oh, where it kind of hurt my feelings. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, if my feelings get hurt, my penis isn't going up. Oh, why? From your standpoint? Like, why from your thoughts? Because you're not writing me checks for like $1,200 to $2,000 to perform sex. Right. You are not. You can hurt my feelings all day, but I need the check to go through. And if you're not picking up on his joke, what Trey's saying is that we don't have a transactional sexual, sexual, <laughs> transactional sexual relationship, okay? Not we, yet. <laughs> we are committed to each other, body, mind, and soul. Mm-hmm. And Trey has no requirement to have sex with me if I am being crotchety, mean, unkind, unloving. No. No, 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 no. Correct. Two-way street also. Or if I'm being a real motherfucker, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't have to drop trow. See, there would be a reference that I have no idea what that means. Drop your pants. Drop trout? Like trousers? Yeah. I think. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a it's a two-way street there where, um, yeah, have I ever, I had to have. Have I ever done something? Yeah. We've been together, what, five years now? Four mm-hmm. years? I've had to have done something or said something that's taken you out of, like, a sexual mood. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I thought yeah. I was gonna, I thought it was sexy time, and now this stinks. Yeah, uh, criticism. Yeah, in that season where we went through uh, criticism, what happens is one form of criticism leads me to thinking, oh, is he also being critical of fill in the blank? Right? Does he also think my body is not desirable? Is he also critiquing this, that, or the other thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, leads me to feeling like self-conscious like oh i should i maybe i should be more critical instead of being in what i know you adore which is loving my body at every shape and size and strength and blah 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 like i I think one of the misconceptions speaking of arousal and stuff too is that you know we all need to be these white thin able-bodied porn stars instead of just feeling so confident in our own skin like that is the most attractive thing for anyone, right? Somebody was telling me about this great show in the UK, which I've got to watch. It's called, where like these people are increasingly more naked and somebody is choosing them. And what was so healing for them to watch on the show was that the person choosing wasn't choosing the thinnest, most fit person. They were choosing the person that like felt most comfortable in their body, right? That was like obviously having fun up there in their nakedness because that's so delicious and delightful to play with is somebody who feels so good in their body, wants sexual pleasure, wants to give sexual pleasure, is not like afraid to like be seen. And yeah, when criticism has come at me for various reasons that we have shared on this podcast, go back and listen. I've thought, oh no, should I be more critical of self? And it makes me want to hide, which makes things dry up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I've often said, too, it's really not fair that the male erection is so visible and so seen because, you know, we can tease it. We can make all these jokes about it when female arousal or lack of arousal is is not something we can see as much. But can I talk about it for just a second? So when you were saying, are there things that I've done that make you not as turned on? Yeah, and the way that can feel in a female body, for those who may not know, is lack of lubrication, yes, but also lack of the vagina tenting and ballooning. 
And so when people are experiencing, for instance, pain with penetration, there are lots of other reasons too. But one of them can be, I don't really want to be here. I'm not really attracted to this person in this situation. Just literally verbatim everything that you said before of, I'm doing this, like this isn't unconsensual. I just really don't want to be here. I will often tell people, regardless of whether they feel quote unquote wet, pay attention to, this is crazy, and now they're going to start doing this, the saliva in their mouth. If you are in a makeout, something again, that's consensual, and yet you are feeling your body more and more not feel lubricated even of the mouth, pay attention to how your vagina feels too, because usually they are directly correlated wacko, but true. And in the relationship that I was in, in between when you went to California, yeah, yeah, my mouth was always dry, as was my vagina. Isn't that crazy? Especially as I'm sure for you who knows my body, right? Like there, we could talk about perimenopause, we could talk about menopause, we could talk about the change of hormones, yada, yada, yada. But for a person who knows my body, like I do, that is not normal. So in the same way that we overdiagnose lack of an erection during a long sexual encounter as ED, right? We will also label women with like arousal issues or lack of lubrication. And we will tell them to do all these things when I'm like, could we just for a second look at maybe she doesn't want to be partnered sexually to the person she's having sex with? Or she's fucking stressed. Yeah. Or it's like an, it's turned into an obligation. Yeah. Or she doesn't have any time to take care of herself and then maybe her partner isn't taking care of themselves. Yeah, a lot of this shit's mental. Isn't it crazy? Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. I, so uh, tightness of the pelvic floor, pain with penetration has... A overarching term called dyspareunia, but one of the offhandedly thrown out diagnoses all the time is this term called vaginismus. And it's fascinating when you look at vaginismus because most of my clients who got a diagnosis of vaginismus were never given a, re- a referral to a sex therapist or a sex educator like me or a pelvic floor physical therapist, were never given comprehensive sexuality information. Well, why would they? Haven't they been doing it the same way for 50 years? It just breaks my heart. Well, it's, I mean, it's its all billable. Isn't it all about True. being yeah. billable yeah. now? Yeah. 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 Which is a really ha- random happy thing, but um, FSAs and HSAs, um, my, yeah, we're able to start, people are starting to submit and getting reimbursed for that. So speaking of billable, like that's Oh, so really, you can be billable really cool. now? I can be Oh, billable. I take it back immediately. <laughs> I'm not, it's not in the same way, not in the same way, but I am thankful. I am thankful for things like things H- are progressing HSAs where... and FSAs where people can choose to put their money towards their own health and well-being where they feel it's really helpful, yeah. such as, I don't know, comprehensive sexuality education that teaches them that, yes, so much of this is mental, <laughs> that no, their vaginas didn't want to let something in because that was dangerous, <laughs> and, yeah. right? Like, Fucking rocks. Yeah. So it's cool. So anyway, Baby, do you want to do this? Second. Do you want to say goodbye to the cameras? We can keep rolling and okay. then we can do, we can change subjects. Ooh, this is like your teaser. This is the end of part one. 
goodbye. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Will this come out? Yeah, this will come out before Christmas. So Merry Christmas Happy to you. holidays, too. Happy holidays. Yeah, if you're you don't not a fuck cr- with Christmas. Yeah, thank you. Um, we'll see you next week. Remember, these are opinions. Hopefully this is helpful. I hope you're listening to this while like your family is all around you or you're at home at your oh, parents' oh, house. Oh, please don't listen to this with children. Keep your ears in. I hope you have your headphones in or on and that you're listening to this. Oh, yeah. No, we should also talk about the fact that if you're with your family and you're trying to get the sexy times, maybe we'll talk about this next week. A thing that can you mean deter- next week? You mean in two, like in thirty seconds? You simply, oh, sorry. Um, a thing that can deter arousal is things like the presence of I don't know your parents in the room next door. Ew. If you're at home for Christmas, yes. So if you're having trouble getting an erection, block listen, your mom's. Listen phone to number. the next episode. Remember, these are our opinions and just that. We encourage you to look up things like I don't know fluffer. Do some research on your own. Send your kids out into the forest. <laughs> um, make your own informed decisions. Um, if you ever need to get in touch with me, you go to sexedforyou.com forward slash free consult um, to talk about more of these things. See you next week. Bye.